our episode today, nerdy fans, is that we'll be reviewing two shows, two for the price of one. <laughs> the first will be Shadow and Bones season two, and another one would be Unstable, an American comedy. <laughs> So, next half is Unstable. Glee, could you give a good introduction for the Unstable series? Yes, so Unstable is a American workplace comedy series. This is made by Rob Lowe and his son, John Owen Lowe. So, I was pleasantly surprised to see that it's a father <laughs> and son duo production and stuff like that it's based on a socially shy mm. son working for his successful and extremely admired eccentric narcissistic <laughs> father in a high-tech bio mm. research facility company it's quite interesting this type of dynamic which yeah. i rarely see in sitcoms yep, exactly think. and just to also add to that nerdy fans in terms of background it's really different because when you look at that narcissistic or probably egocentric successful father he's usually made out to be a villain right and then there's this son who's just trying to live up or at least be different but yeah that's there where the son um just wants to find his own way but then when you look at Ellis Dragon, the main character, that father, he's actually not a bad guy. He's actually a good guy who, if I'm going to spoil you a little bit, became unstable mentally because he lost his wife. He is a genius who wants to help, genuinely help the world and got rich doing so. So put it this way, his experiment right now is trying to find a way to make greenhouse gases, if I'm not mistaken, into concrete. And, you know, this guy had in the series, that's his main goal because he wants to help. It just so happens that his son has lived in his shadow for so long that he wanted out initially. And that's why he became a flautist, flutist, or whatever the term that is. Glee, you're the musician. You know better than I do, right? So can you explain a little bit more about that father-son dynamics? Yes, so because the son is extremely different from the father, and normally fathers, I mean, even like normally parents just like yep. want the best yep. for their kid, let's say. And then the father knows the son's mm. capabilities. So actually the son yes. is good in science, yes. like the father. But the son chose a path mm. to be a musician, a flutist or something, if there, if there even is a profession. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I mean that was how the series was talking about it because the son went out to the world and became a flutist and then couldn't even almost afford yep. his rent. You yep. know that starving, starving artist, type. artist yep. type of vibe. So the dad because he went unstable, the co-workers and the friends of the father needed the son to come back to yep. to his father to help him grieve mm. basically and there are a lot of interesting things shown in the series, which is dealt with yep. humor as well, which I really appreciate. So, for example, the showing that different people yes. grieve differently. I myself experienced that personally <laughs> when my mom died mm. last year. So it's very it's very relatable, and the father and son dynamics as well, like how the parents want the best for their kids. There was a point that the father said to the son that, "I just want 
expect you to be the best version of you. And I, and the son said, a version of yep. me, a ver you know, like that kind yep. of conversation, which is kind of, I'd say, thought very thought as well. provoking. So put it this way, my fellow nerdy fans, you've seen stories like this. You've seen stories of a parent wanting one thing for the child and a child wanting another. The parent just wanting to be the best. But of course, no parent is perfect. And sometimes their style will never jive with a child. I mean, that's just the reality of life. Oftentimes, oftentimes these show, the, the shows are presented in a depressing, all-out fighting drama. This show presents it in comedy and actually allows you to laugh while still making you think about, you know, about a parent's love despite their imperfection. A child's need to be different, but at the same time to acknowledge that their parents just wants the best for them, even if they don't agree. And I think there is a certain sweetness in that, a certain calming if that makes you sit down and, and nod and say, yeah, there is right on both sides. Because the danger, I would say, when you look at those traditional styles of showing these kinds of, of shows, wherein it's fights and whatnot, it just makes you think about what's wrong with each character rather than what's right. So I don't know, Glee, what are your thoughts on, on that? And... To follow up, this quirky show, who's the character that you like? Okay, so there are a lot of likable characters in the show, I, yep. I gotta be honest. So unlike the the previous show we talked about, this show oh, yeah, has a absolutely. lot of likable characters. <laughs> so, okay, okay, so I would maybe categorize it as likable, someone who I want to be and someone I would relate to. So... To me, I want to be Ellis <laughs> Dragon, actually, because he has that magnetism to him that makes people calm, makes people like mm. believe what he says. And then that's the person that I want to be being on the show. And the person I relate a lot more is, of course, it's either the sun or Luna, ah, okay. I think. Luna? Was it yes, the scientist? Yes, that's one of the scientists. Yeah. Fellow Nerder fans, yeah. they were all scientists. It's hard to pick out who was not a scientist oh, yeah. in that show. <laughs> I, I could relate to bits and pieces of yeah. the character. I could Actually, even relate to the CEO yep. as well, yep. the friend. So, yeah, it was quite interesting, especially because it's a workplace drama, a comedy. So it's you can see the dynamics of the workplace as well. And yeah, so yeah, I really like Alice Dragon. And the funny thing is that because he has that magnetism to him, even the his therapist <laughs> was confiding to him, which is really It was hilarious. Funny. Speaking of, of characters, that therapist, Leslie was his name, I think. If you watch the show, he will actually quickly become your most disliked character. Because look, initially, he was sent in to figure out what's wrong with Ellis Dragon. Because again, he just lost his wife, uberly successful, always been happy, people gravitated towards him. He had absolutely no idea what to do or how to grieve when the woman he loves died. You know, he was a support system and whatnot. So Ellis Dragon, just to give you an example of his eccentricity, you know, places a gong on his head and... And at one time when the very stiff, very formal COO walks in, Ellis Dragon was naked <laughs> in his office. And if you are just a regular employee, you'd be like, that's a cool boss, but I'm worried, <laughs> you know? And Leslie, this psychiatrist, just to 
bring you back. Yes, Glee mentioned that he started to confine in Ellis. Well, that's because he was kidnapped. And then he realized that, you know, being kidnapped by my boss, Ellis Dragon, despite his eccentricities, is a rich man. And this rich man has a lot of things that he could give him. So he was a freeloader, brought in people who who were his friends but were all unlikable. So he's probably the least like character of mine. He was he was a user in every sense of the word. And at the climax, you'd see how much of a user he can be, how manipulative it, it can be. And I wouldn't even call it a victory for the main characters of how it ended because of how it ended. And I don't want to spoil you, dear nerdy fans. You just have to watch it for yourself. Right? Yes. Yes. And I really like also how this yes. story progressed. And showing that there are characters that you didn't like at first, but eventually came to like, let's say, or yeah, ah. let's say the twins. <laughs> so they were annoying, but they were actually yes. just sad and they just need people yep. to acknowledge them, yep. which is funny. And then, but they, they still have that, you know, darkness to them, like evilness, I'd say, but it's not as evil as other characters being shown at the last point. Yep, in exactly. The show. And Yep. Don't want to spoil that part. Yep, we'll not yeah. spoil that part, but just to give our nerdy fans a bit of context, those twins sit on the board for Ellis Dragons' company, and they do have that slightly antagonistic vibe. In fact, they want him out. But then the more you get to know them, you know, they're this young twins in the board because of daddy's money, I would say. And I think it was revealed as such. They hardly know what to do. But then the more you get to know them, the more you realize, as Glee mentioned, that they just wanted friends because they were that lonely. And again, the good thing about this show is that it highlights these problems in a humorous way. And it makes you wonder, yes, everybody does need to be able to, to have a friend. Just because you have a twin brother who does everything with you doesn't mean that, you know, you don't need other people outside your circle. And I think, and I'm saying this as an introvert, you know. That is important to be able to go out and have that. Since you mentioned about characters that you would dislike in the beginning but like later, my example would actually be one of the scientists, um, Ruby, you know, and it's because, you know, she dates Jackson Dragon, rather, the son of Ellis Dragon. And initially, it's because she wants to have fun. The moment Jackson presents himself as an ideal boyfriend and that actually cares, she backed off and said, nope, I don't like this. Now, of course, the way she approached it, and if you watch the episode, you'll probably get it. I kind of didn't like her vibe. But then the very fact that she was honest and said, like, look, this is too much for me. I can't go on with this relationship. I can at least respect that, that she didn't just lead him on. So I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Glee, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. It was quite commendable of her. And even at the first episode when she was introduced, I was pleasantly surprised by her directness. You know, like she was saying to the guy who, the son, like, do, do you yep, want to date yep. me? Something like that. It was quite like, oh, this is a refreshing, you know, type of character, I'd say. And she said it like, not so, not in a, you know, like Not in a, a flirty way. Yeah, yeah, just someone yep. who is like direct, which is refreshing to see. And even the project manager guy, the Malcolm, 
Yep. Oh, he's yeah. funny. The guy yep, who yep, adores yep. Ellis. Yep. He's funny. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is he was put in the project manager or the manager position because at one point, Ellis was, you know, super unstable that he promoted <laughs> yeah. him. So that was funny, which sometimes, you know, actually happens in the workplace where people get promoted without basis of it. But yeah, so again, it's told in a yep. funny way, which I really appreciate. And eventually, I really like the how Malcolm has kind of solved the problem in a way where about oh, the pistachios. Yep. So yeah, so I I didn't I do not want to expound further, that but was that hilarious. was funny and yeah yes there are really like likable characters and I really like the dynamics or the friendship of Alice and the, the CEO, CEO yep. the girl see yep. ah she was COO okay yep so yeah I like their dynamics yep, absolutely too. I mean it works somehow it's like it's not romantic but there is that opposites attract kind of thing with them. Like Ellis is this gregarious extrovert genius who knows what he wants, and his COO barely knows the science, but is all about business, very serious. Does not like hugging, does not like touching. I mean, relatable. That was me probably twenty years ago. Let's not talk more about that. But basically, their dynamics somehow just work. They needed each other, so to speak. And that's the thing. It's a simple series, but. These simple things were presented in at such a creative way that it would be sad if it doesn't have a season two, to be honest. I, I really love them. And actually, one of the things that I, I liked about it, how organic the, the romance between Jackson, Dragon, and Ruby, and then eventually with, with Luna, who I was always rooting for and best girl in, in that entire series, you know. So it's just done right. And because it's an eight-episode season, it was in smaller tidbits, but it was the right amount. It wasn't something you wanted to see as an hour show like Shadow and Bones. Somehow, it just felt right for me on how it was paced and, and how it was told. Glee, what do you think about that? Yes, I agree. It just works in terms of the mm. humor, the length, the character introduction, and the dynamics of the characters. I'm really really pleased with the and pleasantly surprised i would say with how this show is because i didn't know about this show before there was no, no buzz, buzz around it i don't know if you no i did buzz. not see any buzz the only time that i knew about the show is when you told me about it to be honest offline which was just like yeah a week exactly ago i was like you know what i'll give it a go and then before you knew it my fellow nerdy fans in two days i finished the show so that's <laughs> that's how much i liked it and in contrast, yeah, with this in, in contrast, contrast to Shadow and yeah. Bones, where it's like, I'm dragging my feet here. So, yeah, it's it's quirky. Yeah. It's good family fun, or I'd say a little bit more mature, because there are some mature themes here. But it's definitely something worth watching for people who have families themselves, who might probably struggle with some form of grief or whatnot, because it's, for all its comedy, it's actually pretty mature in its themes. And it makes you see things in a brighter perspective. And at the end of it, in the blazing end of it, wink, wink, I'm not going to spoil anything. You're going to say, yep, I want season two. And definitely, maybe there is still some good in this world. And maybe we can solve it by making concrete out of greenhouse gases. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, yes. I'll get to that a bit later on, but I wanted to also add that there are some quotable quotes or life lessons being inserted mm. on the show as well. So especially with, you know, when Alice and the son is on yep. one scene, they always have this banter with each yep. other and stuff like that. But there is meat yeah. In there the conversation. Yeah. There was one time that the son was asking advice to his father. Like, how do you, you know, calm your nerves when you go on a date? And the, the father said that in any circumstance, just mm. try not to care because, you know, and it's actually true. I would say like in any, <laughs> in any case, actually you can apply it anywhere else, but I would say you can apply it to your job as well. Like if you're presenting something to a lot of people, like which a lot of what I do, if you, if you think too much about it, you tend to not deliver mm. well the presentation, but if you try not to care, then it kind of like, you know, takes away the, the pressure on you. And then you will be more like yourself. You will calm and the ideas mm. go in and then you're able to, you know, deliver what you need to deliver. So, but the funny thing was the, the son didn't get it, but. But yeah, those those were the life lessons that the father... That's why I really like Alice Dragon. <laughs> right. And look, in a sense, an enjoyable episode, so to speak, dredges up a few bad memories as well. But again, not something I would want to talk about any further. But look, because it mirrors a lot of real life, you know, like that advice that was given, act like you don't care. Uh, dear nerdy fans, I'm sure you've heard that before. That is an actual dating tip for guys. Which, whether you agree with it or not, some guys are just good at it. Some are just horrible at applying it. Wherein, I've actually had somebody tell me, like, like if you're a jerk, it attracts women. Like, depending on who the woman you want to attract, that's what I try to counter. But then, when the guy has so much body count on him, pardon the language, it makes you think what his end goal was. And if you want to judge him or not, whether he actually achieved his goal. And that's the thing. That's just a reality of it. That's why it makes me think a lot about real life. That's what's amazing about this show. And personally, I think that was horrible advice coming from Ellis Dragon. But then it makes you wonder as well. Can you really question a multi-billion dollar CEO with the advice that he gives in that, in that respect, right? So there is always that dynamics. And again, mirrors real life. A lot. I would say that was the best advice, right? I, I would See? say See that the was difference? the best advice. I, because <laughs> no, because yeah, I mean, if I'm talking in ah. terms of job, like applying it to your job, just really thinking too much, and that's why Alice Dragon is so mm. good at his job because he just doesn't care. I mean, he cares, yep. he cares, but he doesn't care what other people would think of him. I think that's that was yep. the essence there. Because if you think too much of how people look at you, then you will be too mm. pressured to be the person that they want you to be, if you know what I mean. If you're too concerned other people's opinion, then you mm. will not be be yourself, you know, in even on dates or even in business presentations. Mm -hmm. So I think that was right. the best Again, memories that I don't want to remember. But... <laughs> that aside, look, if you want a uh, dear nerdy fans, if you want a sample of how Ellis Dragon is with, with him not caring and it really working out, 
it's because of his genius that he's able to stand in front of his board of directors and tell him, look, my ex- the experiment is not ready. It's going to be ready when I'm ready. So you just have to wait. In an actual board meeting, you'd probably get fired from your job. But then here's the funny bit. Again, I mentioned earlier about it reflecting real life. There was actually a CEO who was like that, wherein he told the board, like, thank you for bringing me back as your CEO. Now, because I want this company to succeed, you're all fired. And if you don't want to leave, uh. I'm leaving. Let's see how your company goes, right? I might be wrong, but if last I checked, that was Steve Jobs. And we all know how Apple is now, right? So again, a lot of reflections for real life, a lot of thoughts, deeper thoughts amidst all the laughter. That's why I really like this show, right? See, see, that you, you're liking I now do. the slice of life a bit. I never said I hated it. I just said there are things I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of slice of life, so I did actually make some research whether Alice's Dragon's company or, you know, the mm. science behind the company is actually real. And they were actually yeah, real. Okay. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah, so, so that's he, amazing. So, like, he talked about the Bruceless Avocado, which he said, like, oh, I, who created the Bruceless Avocado? Me, and blah, blah, blah. So, it's actually, he didn't create it, but it was a company mm. in Australia, actually, <clears throat> that invented the process to switch off the enzyme in the avocado to, that causes oh. browning. So, yeah, that one. And also the, the plastic. There was a scene in the show. One of my favorite scenes as well. There was bring your not. It was not a bring your kid to work day, but there was one employee that who brought his kid, the the oh. little girl, and he was asking like, "So do you know what we yep. do here?" You know, like that. And then he was talking about the polyethylene. 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 Yep, yep. So yes, yeah, that type of technology also exists. So it's in 2008, a Brazilian company launched a plastic source entirely mm. from sugarcane and that's where lego blocks as well are being made of that now. is awesome and it makes you definitely think about the good things that could happen in the future and what made you think about that is an american comedy so it's look again this was an amazing show shows you a lot of the science shows you a lot of potential shows you mature things about love about depression to be honest and for me it gave the message that you are not alone. And if you are, find somebody out there who cares to listen because there is somebody who would, all right? Whether it's family or friends. And what I like about that show is that everybody was actually worried about Ellis. They actually wanted him to succeed. They actually wanted him to get better. And I think that's just sweet. I think we all know what the rating would be, but as a customary to this podcast, what is the rating for this look, show? Look, for, for me, I'm willing to actually give it a 10 out of 10, right? It is... This is the first time yeah. I'm hearing you say 10 yep, out of 10, I think. It's just good, clean fun. And in a, and I'll be honest, look, we're all nerds here. We love to have our complex webs and storylines. Once in a while, we just want to relax, but still have that thought as if, you know, we're having a bit of that complexity. And this story and Unstable gives us that. And it's just... It is a wonderful, mature, family-friendly fun, I would say. And if you want an example of how much that I do like it, I'm willing to admit this. My favorite scene in this show was actually when Jackson finally kissed Luna. Oh! 
Yes. Oh. I was rooting for them. Do you hear that? I was rooting. I was actually shipping someone <laughs> outside of a video game <laughs> on a slice of life practically series. I'm willing to admit that. So mm. that's why I can give it a 10 of 10. They made me do it. <laughs> All right. Wow. Wow. That's great. Ray. What about awesome. you, Glee? How What's your rating? I would say, I would say also mm. 10 out of 10. And I'm even willing to rewatch it. There are only very few shows that ah. I'm willing to rewatch. That's like yep. Big Bang Theory, you know, like those types of shows, like you just yep. can't get enough. And I feel that when you rewatch it, you still yep. Yep. laugh <laughs> with it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And again, Unstable is amazing. And to wrap up, Shadow and Bone season two was a letdown. But look, things can't always be perfect. But for me, one of the better takeaways here is that comedy is a beautiful medium to teach us about the serious things in life. And I think that's my ultimate takeaway from from Unstable. Awesome. Thank you, Ray, for your time today. And thank you to our nerdy friends who also is listening to this podcast. Thank, Thank you all. See you all on the next episode. So this aligner is really <laughs> not helping me. This aligner is not helping me with my thoughts. 